And so John and I have just gotten, gotten back from vacation. Um, we flew out crack of early Monday, the last time we saw you. So I guess that was the 18th, was the last Sunday we were here. So Monday morning, we flew out to Seattle at the crack of early. And we went out for my best friend's daughter's wedding, which was supposed to be last year, but it wasn't. And so it was this year. So we got to Seattle, and then we, we made our way via ferry out to Whidbey Island. And so we went to Whidbey Island out in Puget Sound, and it was absolutely magnificent. But before I left, I asked our children that week, well, what should I do? And they said, have fun, enjoy yourself. And Lenny, you said if I was going to an island, I should go swimming. So I tried. Okay, it, it was a, every beach was really, really rocky, and, and the water was really, really cold. But I did go, and I stood in the water numerous times on these rocky beaches, and I also tasted it, which is always the first thing I do when I get to the ocean, is I taste the water. And you know what? The Pacific Ocean is way less salty than the Atlantic Ocean. Who knew? It's way colder, too. I wish I could have gotten into it and floated and see if it felt different when I was floating in it. But we went out to this, to this beautiful island, and we had a wonderful time. And some of what I wanted to do on vacation was just to slow down, just to be able to hear that still, small voice of God. And instead, we got to a house where Annie and Al, my best friend and her husband, uh, they, they, they were there. And then their friends, um, Elsa and Roger were there. John and I were there. And then their friend Dee was there. And it was, it was a big house on a beautiful 35-acre estate with all these gardens, all these walking trails. Absolutely beautiful space. And this is the space where Annie was holding the rehearsal dinner on Thursday night. Now, for all this acreage and all this space, Annie chose the solarium, which was a room that was maybe as big as our chancel, maybe, maybe. 30 people sit down, dinner served. And so on Thursday morning, John and Alan and his husband and her son Christopher and I played a game of Tetris, trying to fit tables and chairs so it would actually work. And we came up with something that was gorgeous, spectacular. I set the tables, I did the flowers, John and I spent a couple days, and Annie insisted that there were good flowers at this grocery store on the island. And we got there and there was so we bought a bunch, but then I also found that there were sweet peas growing on this corner where we had taken a wrong turn. And I found that there were gorgeous ferns out back. And so John and I spent a lot of the beginning part of the week out there clipping things. And, and John would be like, okay, tell me when to stop. And I'd be driving down the road and I'd find some pretty flower. I'd like, stop. And I would get out with my clippers 
and we made beautiful flower arrangements, and it was just so fun. And so we made the whole place spectacular so that everybody could be joyful. But as I was looking for that, that, that quiet and that stillness, I found a stillness in the noise. When you put all of us in one house, and there were four opinionated women, of which I decided I needed to be the least, which is not my normal style. And John informed all the guys that we just quiet, do as they say, take care of what they need. And every time anyone said, John, can you go to the Goose, which was the grocery store, John knew his way to the Goose. He went to the Goose at 7 in the morning. He went to the Goose at 11 in the morning. He went to the Goose back again at 2 in the afternoon. And all day long, if somebody said, John, will you go to the Goose, John went. And so it was a time where we all came together. And it was noisy. I mean, we've been in the middle of a pandemic. I have not been in a household with two, four, oh, Christopher was there too, so eight of us. Um, eight of us in the house, and it was noisy, and everybody had an opinion, and everybody had a plan. And then sometimes that could make me really anxious, but instead I just sat back and said, this is my best friend's daughter's wedding. This is Julie's wedding, and look at Annie, the way she is being, the way she's finding joy in all of this. And so I found the peace and stillness in the chaos. And then we traveled home on the train. So we took the train from Seattle to Chicago and then Chicago to Boston. And I saw things I'd never seen. And people told me, that's the most boring train ride you're ever going to take. And I was like, that's okay. I just like the of a train, you know? I, I just like that rhythm. I can relax and be in it. And so we came, and we came across Washington, and the, the, the trees and the, the forest were just magnificent. And we went along these rivers that were just beautiful. And I don't know really who was thinking about this when they built train tracks, but like they were like right on the river. I was like, you know, are, are you not concerned about erosion? But I decided that that was not going to be my problem this trip. And so I just enjoyed looking out my window, seeing a river unfolding before me, seeing God's majesty. And then the train, the train broke down in front of us, so we were three and a half hours late. There was nothing about trains on time in this train. And, and so it meant that we stopped at night in Idaho, which I would have missed because I would have slept there because we're in the top city part of Idaho. And I've never been, up, never been to Washington, never been to Idaho, never been to Montana, you know, never been to Wisconsin, never been to Minnesota, never been to any of these places. And so I was able to look out the window and see. And so we went from these amazing mountains down into, not, not the flat plains like Kansas, but the, the rolling plains. 
He were very tan and very grubby, and you could see forever. Once we got into the second half of Montana, you could just see forever. And it was absolutely amazing. And so I found that I was able to be present to what was in front of me. I was able to slow down and truly see and take it all in. And I think about, well, what does that mean now that I'm coming back? I've had this exercise in finding peace and chaos, in finding joy and seeing what I've never saw, saw before. And I was wondering, well, what do I do with that when I get home? Because life is busy. And I was praying over Emmy's baptism. And I was thinking about, you know, try to tell a young mother and a young father, oh, find peace, just take time, sit still, you don't laugh at me. There is no such thing until they're asleep and then you're so dead tired. But in the, spot, in the middle of all that busyness, we can find those moments to see, find those moments to be present, find those moments of joy. And I will tell you right now, Cindy, Blake, it doesn't matter if they're dishes in the sink. It doesn't matter if there's laundry that needs to be done. If you can find some joy with your family, that is the gift that God is giving you right now. God gives us these amazing gifts, and once the children are gone, you can have a clean house or blame your husband for why it's not clean or whatever. But you, you can have that under your control. But right now, I think we're all called to live in this moment, in this time, and this place. Being able to find that joy. Now Elijah, he was running from Jezebel. And Jezebel, well, Jezebel, uh, you know, he killed all of her prophets because they were bad prophets. And Jezebel was out to get him. And so Elijah the prophet ran and ran and ran and finally got himself out into the middle of nowhere at this cave. And he was thinking he was going to find God in something big. The earthquake. The wind. But that's not where Elijah found God. Elijah found God in the still, small voice. Some translations say, in the thin silence. In those moments where you're not trying to figure everything out, I think it's our minds that, that, that cause the chaos. I'm not always sure it's the world around us. We get caught up in all of that. But just to finally be able to stop and be and be present, and be in joy, to feel the love, to feel the fellowship, and to come together so that we can truly, truly experience the gifts that God gives us. I am 100% convinced that we go through life missing most of the miracles that God sends before us. We're too busy. We've got too many things to do. We're way too much in control. 
to be able to even see the things God sets before us moment after moment after moment. And the chuggity, 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 chugger of the train, looking out that window, seeing the awesome country that we live in, made me realize that in those moments, God was giving me a gift. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. We're so busy being anxious about everything that we stop to just realize that that bread of life, the simple, the simple, simple nurturing of our bodies is one of those gifts that God gives us. And so what I offer you from my vacation is that we find those places of peace that we find those places where we can be present to what's going on around us and present to each other. That we can slow down, that we can take it in, and that we can be blessed by it. In Jesus' name, may it be so for all of us. Amen.